Alrighty, good morning everybody, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Friday morning, getting ready for week two of the NFL action. Wiz, how are you this morning? Yeah, doing well, getting ready for uh, week two, thinking about uh, some of the stuff that took place in the game last night, and uh, and uh, thinking about uh, Sunday, you know, it's always always uh, tricky um, when it comes to this time of the week because you're just not quite sure of the status of a lot of players. I think these teams are fairly secretive still with injuries. Some of these uh, coaches are like, you know, if you're a coach from the Belichick <clears throat> tree, um, you know, it, just secrecy about injuries it just seems to be like... <clears throat> That's what they do. So it's uh, sometimes not so easy to decipher the true health and status of some of these players. And there's a lot of question marks coming into this week, as you as you mentioned. So uh, you know, some players to maybe stay away from. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm usually pretty gun shy about guys coming in with very questionable tags, and I, I don't think we're going to see Chris Godwin this week. Um, George Kittle's probably not going to play. Looks like A.J. Brown's not going to play. So, yeah, some decisions are going to have to be made. Some uh, smart pickups uh, on waivers will have to be done, and you'll have to juggle your lineups already. Uh, I thought the, the one encouraging thing that, the, that we saw already this from, from the past week was that we just have not had any significant rise in COVID cases, which is great. So looks like we're intact, getting ready for the weekend. Uh, famous last words, of course, but uh, excited for some football. Last night, uh, I was traveling a little bit, so I was more listening on the radio, uh, but very, very happy to see uh, our prediction. Uh, we talked about Nick Chubb, and, and they were going to run the ball, and both running backs, you know, we think this is probably the best running back duo out there. It's a, it's a running team, and uh, we, we saw both guys do their thing last night. Yeah, I mean, I gave out uh, as maybe one of the most. I mean, I I was amazed at that line of under and over for Nick Chubb rushing yards at sixty nine and a half. To me, that was about as sure a thing as as you could have for a prop bet. My last thing that I said was I think there was a good chance that that bet would be won at halftime, and the bet was won. He had seventy yards rushing with 12 minutes to go in the third quarter. So it was almost one and a half time. But uh, for those that listen to the podcast and, and listen to that one, that was easy money to make. That was that was a ridiculous line. Uh, and I think he uh, ended up rushing very close to 130 yards, 125 yards. So that one was good. As far as the betting line on that one, I know you gave out the Browns, but that was like kind of like just a Thursday game, and you said that you know there wasn't a lot of confidence, but you were leaning that way. <laughs> boy, oh boy, for those that had the Browns, you could you could lay this one on the at the feet of Baker Mayfield. They had a big lead, and they were driving to score again. They were running it right down their throat, and he elected to throw a ball late. They got picked off, and then you know Cincinnati kind of kept Cincinnati in the game. And then they scored a touchdown, literally. Uh, in the under with under a minute to go to to undercut the spread, but that's what happens with 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 a lot of these football games with the point spreads. It really really comes down to the end. But uh, uh, yeah, you didn't really <clears throat> get a chance to watch it. But I will say some things uh, <clears throat> that I would be concerned about a little bit. First is the usage of Joe Mixon. I mean, 
they got down to the, the goal line and, and, and the coach had, was playing with five receivers to spread them out and like they feel comfortable with that Joe Burrow quarterback run that seems to be going to be a big part of their offense. I can't wait to see the snap count um, for this game, but I would say Gio Bernard maybe out-snapped and played more snaps than, than Joe Mixon, or it was very, very close. Uh, and another thing is, it, it looks like A.J. Green is going to take a while before he's ready to play and get back to himself. He has to come off the field. He didn't play a lot either, certainly not as much. There were some plays, again, that Joe Burrow missed him. Then there were some plays where A.J. Green didn't catch the ball. So I think I would kind of take a wait-and-see approach starting A.J. Green um, in, if I had him in any of my fantasy leagues. I think I have him in one league. And uh, after what I saw, I think I think I would take um, – I'd have to see him – have a full workload where he's really out there for a lot of snaps before I would start him again. Just he he, he just doesn't have his legs under him yet, um, and he, they, they just that combination seems not to be on the same page right now. So I would hold off as far as uh, AJ Green goes. And uh, I'll play uh, I'll play Devils. Yeah, I'll play uh, go, you know situation going on there with that one two punch of Chubb and uh, and Hunt and. Uh, you know, as long as they do that, I think they'll be okay. Uh, they got to let Baker Mayfield get out of the pocket, some play action, but not throw the ball a million times. Uh, and I think Cleveland will be okay, and their defense looked horrendous as well. So they're going to have to score points, but I think they're going to want to have to try and control the game uh, running the ball. So I saw the last quarter and a half or so. I'll play devil's advocate on the um, on the A.J. Green one, and I did start him in a league that I have him in. I sat him in another. Um, the one thing, the encouraging thing is he was thrown to 13 times, so th- th- that is encouraging. I did see him get the wind knocked out of him one time. Um, he was facing a very good Denzel Ward, you know, the you know very high pick from Cleveland from a couple of years ago. He's a very, very, very good player, no question about it. But I do completely agree with you in terms of some of those throws being offline and just a, a lack of synchronicity between the two players. Uh, so I'm encouraged by the 13 targets. But that lack of synchronicity, you know, Joe Burrow threw the ball 60 times yesterday, you know, given the, the way the game plan, you know, flowed. So, so yeah, you know, I, but, but I understand your, your point on being a little timid, which I was timid in one league and, and, and I wasn't in another. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, it looked, A.J. Green's not a spring chicken, right? He's 31, 32 years old now. So, um, and he did take a couple of good hits last night, too. So I, I think your points are, are well noted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, okay, just you have a rookie quarterback and uh, a receiver who played with the same quarterback for many years already with Dalton. It's it's going to take a little bit of time, but um, <laughs> Ward would not hold the AJ Green down of a few years ago. That that he would have been. Well, you know, he would have been wide open uh, most of the game. And, uh, you know, I, you know they, they, the Bengals have some good young players on offense. Um, but they got down there, and that's the thing. When they got down to the red zone, 
that's the difference between a veteran quarterback and a rookie quarterback, I think, is the field shrinks up and it's not as easy to make plays. So Burrow will certainly get better with that. But, uh, yeah, I was a little – there was some – I don't know. I, as far as, like, when they got down to the red zone, the usage of Mixon was a, a little bit curious to me. And uh, to give a player like that that kind of contract that they just gave literally a couple of years – you know, uh, I mean, a, a couple, uh, you know, right before the season started, and and then not to use him uh, as a workhorse seems a little strange to me. But uh, I think Mixon also got off to like a little bit of a sluggish start last year, and then the second half he he played much better. That's correct. He had a monster second half, and maybe the fact too it's Thursday night, you know, second game of the year. This is really almost still preseason like environment, so I, I'm not quite ready to panic yet there, but. But I understand, uh, you know, some 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 caution here going forward. But you know, I think you still got to start him right now. I don't Mixon, you have to. Yeah, I, yeah, Mixon's Mixon certainly. I, I, as far as me, you know, I'm just going to take a little bit of a wait and see approach. Uh, if I have options uh, when it comes to AJ Green, but so let's move on uh, to to week two, uh, the whole slate of games on Sundays, and I guess we're going to talk about. Uh, at the very end, I guess we'll give our picks as far as wagering, who we like, maybe versus the spread. But I think we'll talk more of a, a fantasy perspective, and uh, we could talk about some guys. So why don't you start off? Uh, who are you excited about at the uh, you know at the quarterback position this week? I'm going to give you one. Well, I think one won't surprise you, and one is going to surprise you. So uh, I'm going to start with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think he's got a nice matchup against the Denver Broncos. They're home. Uh, he's got one week out of the way. Denver's uh, best secondary guy is not going to be playing. That's A.J. Bouye. So I really like Ben Roethlisberger to be in the top five for this week. Uh, like I said, it took a little rust getting out last week, but uh, he's going to be ready to rock. He's got a lot of weapons here. So I look for a big, big week from Ben Roethlisberger. And a guy that I think is going to build on last week, believe it or not, and especially his receiver has a little bit of an axe to grind here too. I'm looking for Mitch Trubisky to hit my Giants over the head in Chicago this week. That's a surprising one, but I see that as two guys that I have uh, having very solid weeks this week that you know normally wouldn't get your attention maybe. So... I really, because uh, we we don't talk about any of this stuff before we 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 you know start the podcast and during the game you sent the text out that <laughs> Mitch Trubisky you got to go when they were down by a couple of touchdowns to the Lions last week and now you have reversed your thinking to where he is one of your sleeper quarterbacks or a quarterback that's certainly outside the top 12 or 15 for this week that you think uh, will have a big game. So that that's that's an interesting one. But I think, um, but, but remember now, I think the Giant defense is terrible, okay? And like I said, Allen Robinson, all kinds of noise around his situation this week. So I just think it's a situation where they've got some confidence coming out of last week, which they shocked the heck out of me with, with what happened last week. So I think they're going to build upon it against, a, against an inferior defense. Fair enough. And as far as my sure thing uh, as quarterback this week, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Um, I'm just going to think when – 
you're not feeling well and you're a little blue, what's the best thing that could happen? The Falcons come rolling into town. And um, I think that Dak and that offense are really going to open it up and um, kind of erase at least for people that have Prescott and some of these Cowboy receivers on their fantasy teams or <clears throat> or Cowboy fans, I think they're going to erase the week one memories and, and Dak is really going to open it up and play a, a big, big game against Atlanta. But that's, you know, that, that's my sure thing, but I think that's probably a sure thing on a lot of people's minds. Um, as far as... A, you know, a sleeper guy, uh, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to take your Mitch Trubisky and I'm going to raise you Tyrod Taylor. How about that one? <laughs> um, I think, you know, they played a very boring game last week, but I think against Kansas City, it will be a little bit of a different story in the sense that, you know, they're going to need to score points, and I think you're going to see Taylor a little bit better in the, in the passing game. I think you're going to see much, much more hit out of him in the running game. So I predict a very good game, uh, kind of sweeper, if you will, at quarterback is is Taylor. So you know we both kind of have that guy. We'll see. We'll see how that works. You have Trubisky. I have Taylor. Probably not on a lot of people's list to start or do anything this week. But uh, you know maybe an interesting quarterback uh, to take um, if for you know your DraftKings because they're probably not going to be too expensive. And uh, give us somebody that you know you think could be in trouble this week at, at quarterback that maybe a lot of people have higher. I have three guys that kind of fall into that story. Uh, I think there'll be some excitement about Cam Newton after his first week. Now he's going to Seattle. I know there's not fans in the stands. Uh, I would like to see all these stadiums let a few people in. It was nice to see. I think there's about 6,000 people in the stands yesterday. That was great to see. But Cam Newton traveling across the country to play Seattle. Um, I, first of all, we have to see the guy throw. Uh, I think you mentioned this last week. You know, now now Seattle sees what New England did last week, and I think they're going to certainly make uh, Mr. Newton throw the ball this week. Uh, secondly, Carson Wentz, that offensive line is a complete disaster right now, and the Ram defense played great last week against the Cowboys, so I'd be worried if I was Carson Wentz owner for this week. And the last one is Deshaun Watson. I'm not staying off that train. They're playing the Ravens. The Ravens will control the clock in this game. It'll be a very difficult uh, time for uh, Mr. Watson this week. Um. Fair enough, and, and I'm going to pick a guy that I uh, have not been high on at all, and I see uh, you, know, you know, a lot of the, for the weekly rankings is inside the top ten, even getting close to the top five, and I, I'm not sold and high on Josh Allen for this week. I love the second those corners for Miami. Um, I'm not saying they're going to shut down Brown, Brown and Diggs, but I don't know. I, I I don't think he'll finish. I don't think Josh Allen will finish in the top ten this week at quarterback, or even in the top twelve. How about that for a prediction? And he's ranked very very close to the top five for the week. So I think there's going to be a little bit more of a struggle, and you know that Dolphins defense. They couldn't move the ball against, you know, the Patriots last week. And uh, I know they got grinded out and kind of like gave up 20-something points. But considering how inept their offense was, that Fitzpatrick gave the Patriots the ball in good field position, I just think if their offense plays 
in a, in a, you know, a little bit better, and I know that Buffalo's got a, a great defense as well, but I, I don't love Josh Allen this week, so that's going to be my you know, avoid or fade as these kids like to call it today uh, at quarterback position. So let's let's move along to running back and uh, yeah, and give us give us uh, for those people that don't mind paying high salaries on DraftKings or um, they just want to hear something confident from from you about one of their players. Give give us a, a sure thing at running back this week. Uh, I'm going to give you two uh, two definite sure things and one guy I think that's going to have a big week uh, as well. So uh, so I'm actually going to give you three. But two guys, you, you know, you mentioned Tyrod Taylor, and I looked to see what I, um, Austin Eckler did last year against uh, Kansas City, and he had some very very big games. And I see Austin Eckler who scared a lot of people last week. I mean, he did touch the ball 20 times, but I think they get in open space this week. So I see a big week from Austin Eckler. And look, Mike Thomas isn't going to play. And even, even if he does play, he's going to be compromised. But Alvin Kamara will do a lot better than he did last week. He'll catch a lot more. He'll run a lot more. I think you could be very confident starting Alvin Kamara this week uh, for, the Minnesota, for, for the New Orleans Saints. So... so... So your short things this week are Kamara and Eckler. Yep, uh, and and I'll just add one more guy who I think you know. Given so we all Kamara and Eckler short things. So I think the Gurus, uh, you know, is jumping over the program here. So we get the short things. Is this third guy going to be kind of guy that's outside the top fifteen or twenty that you're giving right now? Correct. Okay, so this is your underrated sweeper, if you will, running back outside of the top 15 or so that you think can be running back one for the week. So with that uh, presentation, let's hear it. Naheem Hines. And I don't like the way your Vikings are playing defense. And he's in a perfect situation, splitting time with with, uh, Jonathan Taylor. But I think he has a very big game from a PPR standpoint this week. And he'll be very active. I'm going to say he rides off the coattails of that successful week one and continues in week two. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a that's that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't mind that one. Uh, I can see that one as well. Um, let's see. As far as as far as, um, as, far as my sure thing of the week, man, I didn't like what Jacksonville was doing on defense last week. Um, they looked like Marlon Mack was running wild until he got hurt, and Taylor and 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 Hines also contributed. I think like Jonathan Taylor coming in after Mack got hurt had close to 150 yards worth of offense. And I think you're going to see a whole lot of Derrick Henry rumbling in that secondary. So my sure thing at running back is going to be Derrick Henry. And as far as a guy that outside the top 10 or 12 or 15 uh, that I like for this week is going to be Ronald Jones. Um, uh, he had moments, but, you know, the way the game script was last week, Tampa was behind and throwing a, a lot, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, you know, I, I just want to just touch on this for, for a moment, right? Like, when, we, when we're trying to figure out, like, running backs especially, you know, how much are you taking into consideration game script and how it's going to go? Because don't you think, like, usage – is almost 
like trying to figure out the usage of a player is almost as important as the talent of the player. Would you agree with that? No question about it. No question about it. You, you definitely want to anticipate how you think a game is going to flow and what the personnel that the team's going to put out there, how they're maybe potentially compromised as a result of injuries and things like that. So, yeah, very, very important. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, that's you know definitely the point I was trying to emphasize. So uh, Ronald, getting back to that point, Ronald Jones, I, there's no way I think that Carolina is going to be blowing Tampa Bay out of the building. It may be a competitive game, especially if Godwin doesn't play. But um, Ronald Jones is a guy that I think outside is outside the top 12 or 15 that I'm looking forward to having. Uh, you know, a big game. He, he looked lively, and it looks like it's going to take Fournette. A little bit more time to get acclimated. You know, he's still relatively new there. And uh, as long as uh, Jones gets the lion's share of the carries, predicting a very big game for him. So that being said, um, I'm not sure how many sure things you have at wide receiver. It's such a deep position usually, even though I'm looking right in front of me at some of these. Oh, hold on a second. I want to. We want to do our duds at running back too, though. Though. I'm sorry, yeah. My apologies for jumping on. That's right. We didn't give the duds or a player that, you know, it's in the top 10 or 15 that you are going to take a wait-and-see approach. I apologize. Go ahead. Give us one at running back. Yeah, two two guys I'm not going near this week. Uh, one is Melvin Gordon. Uh, I know Philip Lindsay's out, but they're playing the Steelers. We saw what they did to Saquon Barkley. I wouldn't touch that guy with a 10-foot pole. And the other one is Miles Sanders, first week back. I don't like the, like I said, I don't like what's going on with the Eagle offensive line. Uh, and they're playing against a very challenging uh, front by the Rams. So those are two players that I would be steering clear of this week. And I guess mine will be Kenyon Drake. Um, you know, I think I'm not sure that, you know, Washington's defense is the next coming of the 85 Bears, which some people are starting to get so excited about after that second half against the Eagles last week. But their defensive line is really, really good. So if you combine that with maybe Edmonds, you know, splitting, taking some of the carries away, I'm not sure I have Kenyon Drake um, as high as a lot of people have. I would take a wait-and-see approach as far as playing him this week, and I certainly – do not like him to finish in the top 10, um, you know, uh, for running back this week. So with that out of the way, um, let's move to wide receiver and uh, go ahead, take a, take a look at this wide receiver field. It's so deep every single week. There'll be interesting plays on both sides, guys we love and guys we will try and avoid. So have at it first. Who's your sure thing at wide receiver this week? Okay, so based on Mitch Trubisky, my sure thing at wide receiver this week, Allen Robinson is my sure thing at wide receiver. Like I said, coming in with a little chip on his shoulder. I think they'll have a little discussion before the game, and A-Rob is going to have a big, big game. Um, The other guy I do like, that, and we saw it on display last Monday night, uh, he's probably ranked somewhere in the top 30, I would say, and then I'll give you my two sleepers after that. And that's going to be in the same game, Darius Slayton. The, the, the camaraderie between him and, and Daniel Jones is very evident. The rapport, I love what I see. And I think uh, Darius Slayton, he's the wide receiver to own for the New York football giants. And we'll see more of that again on Sunday. And two guys from a little bit back in the pack. So I'll jump on your Dak Prescott theme. Uh, this is going to be CeeDee Lamb's first 100-yard game uh, as a Dallas Cowboy. 
Uh, I see a big game coming out of him. I see already there's a little bit of a red cross on Mr. Amari Cooper. And uh, I think this is a C.D. Lamb game. That's what I think. First 100-yard game for C.D. And the other guy, a guy that we've picked up in a couple of leagues, I don't think Chris Godwin's playing. Scotty Miller has the eye of Tom Brady, and you will see that eye filled with seven catches for 85 yards this week. Wow. Not only do you, does the guru give sleepers, he gives you exact stat lines. Wow, that is that is fantastic. I think he kind of stole my thumb. I may have to start going first in some of these things. Definitely I would have been on uh, Scotty Miller, but this is what we do here. We uh, uh, call audibles at the line. So uh, as I'm talking, I will make a couple of different picks because uh, – you know my uh, my affection to C.D. Lamb, and uh, you know that I, I think I picked, I tried, or I did, or I tried to pick up Scotty Miller in every league he was available, so uh, him as well. But let me get to my, let me start off with my my sure thing this week, and uh, Allen Robinson's a good one. By the way, well, when you, Allen Robinson, is that purely, and I agree with it, but I'm just asking you, is that purely on the matchup and the talent of the player, which, which are very, very strong. Uh, is anything about that contract stuff going on with him where he was demanding a trade, he's not demanding a trade, where you think it may be a week where, I don't know, they may get, they may feed him the ball a little bit more to try and appease him, a la Stephon Diggs, uh, which took place last year. Yep. Just, just I'm, curious about that. With uh, you. Yep, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see a force feeding here. All right. Excellent, excellent. Uh, that that that's interesting. Uh, as far as a guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a short thing, even though he's maybe not listed as a short thing. I, I like Terry McLaurin uh, a lot this week um, against Arizona. Um, I, he played okay last week, but I think he's really going to have a big game against Arizona. When you play Arizona, what I like when you have offensive players against Arizona is because they run so many plays and they run it so quickly, you don't have to worry about five, six, seven-minute drives. Your team, the offense, when you're going up against Arizona, is going to get many possessions So and, and, and likely to be in a, a fairly high-scoring game. So I'm going to go with McLaurin. Um, and I'm also going to think Cooper Cup had a kind of a pedestrian game last week, but I think I think it will be a little bit different because I think the Rams will have a little bit more difficulty running the ball against the Eagles, and I think their success will be throwing it against them. So I, I like McLaurin and Cooper Cup as I guess I'm going to put them as my sure things, and I don't even think either player is is ranked. Um, inside the, you know, the top 10 or 12. So I'm going to go with that. You took my CD lamp pit. So I'm I letting you use... pick, uh, I'm letting you pick your down, the down ones first. How about that? I no, 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 no worries. No, it, it's good that we, you know, we're, 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 we're doing this is, you know, in, in this form. I'm, 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 I'm good with that. Uh, I guess, I guess one, well, let me get, let me get to my avoid guy first. Um, did you give your avoid receiver? No, I'm letting you go first. Oh, you down the down receiver. Okay, I was when you didn't give. You know, that's what you were saying. Let me go first with down. Let me give. Let me give uh, my down receiver first. And I'm kind of like, you know, going to take going to take a, a wait and see approach. Is, uh, you know, to, to your line of thinking um, with um, with with Mike Evans this week. I mean, he's a guy that's ranked, and he could you know burn me and have a monster game. But he was only. Playing, it looked to me at 
maybe the most 50% capacity. And I just worry with those hamstrings when obviously you're not giving it a full go. And then all of a sudden the next week you try and give it a full go. It's so easy for it to flare up. So I'm going to take the wait and see approach as far as Mike Evans, who a lot of people have, um, inside the top 10. And then as far as, um, my my sleeper pick for the for the week is I'm going to go with the, you know Emmanuel Sanders who was kind of quiet last week, um, but now I just feel he's going to get a lot of volume. He's the only receiver they have that could get into that Mike Williams role and play that position. So I'm expecting a lot of volume against a terrible terrible pass defense. So Emmanuel Sanders is going to be guy my guy who's could be wide receiver one this week in terms of stats for the week. So give us your avoid receiver. Well, look, uh, this this no one is going to not start this player. I'm just going to tell you that I think this player will disappoint off of his amazing debut last week. And that player is DeAndre Hopkins, who had an unbelievable week last week. But as you mentioned, I believe this Washington defense is as advertised. Uh, we know that we have an inferior offensive line in Arizona, and I think Mr. Murray is going to be under a lot of pressure this week, and it's going to be a very, very different story against the Washington football team. So I'm going to tell you that those expecting a repeat performance from DeAndre Hopkins do not expect that, okay? So that's one. And based on my theme of quarterback again, uh, and, and being the only pass catcher on the team, as far as I can see, that's going to provide any kind of consistency. But I don't think this is the week that Julian Edelman is going to provide uh, significant returns. Uh, if I'm Pete Carroll and Jamal Adams, who is, uh, you know, look, Jamal Adams, we could say what you want about the player, but he, he's, he is a handful, especially as a safety, especially for those short patterns. I think he'll He'll come in, he'll, he'll, he'll cheat a little bit. You know, they're going to dare Cam Newton to throw the ball down the field, and I would dare him to do that too. So I see Julian Edelman is getting bottled up this week by the Seattle Seahawks. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that you are going to suggest to our partner in which we actually have Edelman, Emmanuel Sanders, and C.D. Lamb, are you going to suggest that we give Edelman a sit this week? I'm sitting Edelman this week if it's me. But I know I don't have full say. Are you going to suggest that to a partner? That's what I'm asking you. Yes, I am. All right. I like it. I think he may have even uh, hinted that he's, he, he thinks that's a good idea as well. So we'll get we'll get to that um, as it gets to Sunday. So let's very interesting stuff, and let's move to the tight end spot. So tight end, boy, oh, boy, I'm looking at this thing, and I have to say this is this position, which is, at one point, you know, when you used to play fantasy football, was like if you don't get the top two or three guys, ah, forget it. They're all garbage. There is a lot of talent, a lot of volume, and a lot of fantasy good stuff going on here uh, at the tight end position. So have at it. Give us, give us the sure thing at tight end. So I, I just want to say before I do that, uh, you know, I, I really looked at my tight ends this year uh, and who I drafted in my six or seven leagues that I'm in. I didn't ha- the highest ranked tight end that I took was was Darren Waller. Uh, so I don't have any of the guys that are kind of ranked in the top four, if you will. Uh, and I basically listened to the advice that I was 
listening to you and, and, and the way I felt about the position coming into the year. And I, I basically went, you know, took the shot at those guys that were ranked between 10 and 20 and playing games with a couple of guys there. And I think that's the, I think that's going to be the right potion this year for kind of how I drafted my teams and the production that we potentially get out of some of those players. So, um, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, before, before I just want to, I just want to piggyback on that point. I don't know about you, but I found myself, in, 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 in snake drafts, the disparity between Kelsey, Ertz, uh, you know, Kelsey and, 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 and Kittle were in their class by themselves. They were going very, very early. And then Andrews and Ertz, and I don't know about you, but I found that I agree with the analysis I've been talking about that you know, so long about like at the tight end position for this year. But I don't know if you felt this way as, as well, but I felt it was, uh, even if you waited round after round or round, that Darren Waller, for some reason, people weren't a believer in him. Maybe they thought last year was a fluke, but did you find like, I, I agree, like a, what you had said, you know, definitely a lot of good tight ends and, you know, just get guys cheap and th- th- there's going to be many of them who play well. But as far as like those top five guys, do you agree that people weren't necessarily believers in Darren Waller and like he went much later than really he should? No question. I'll go one step further than that. After last week's game, I have seen a number of people coming out worried about Darren Waller as a top tight end. I, you know, look, we know that they're often... I'm going to guess those are the same people who uh, said that Nick Chubb uh, wasn't too good either. Well, so, l- let me tell you, Wiz, you don't know the little war that I have going on right now with this guy called the Fantasy Football Counselor. He's some guy in Canada, and he was dissing on our boy Nick Chubb. And if you think I didn't give it to him this morning... Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's great. There's a little, there's a little border war going on. Let's just call that. This is, this is, uh, this is what I like here because you know, not only do you have many, 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 many battles going on with, uh, you know, U.S. Uh, uh, you know, uh, competitors, but it's nice to see that you're taking your uh, fights out of country as well. I think that's <laughs> that's wonderful. So keep that up. Uh, so with all that said, uh. At the tight end position, which we've uh, been lavishing a lot of praise on, have at it. Give us, give us your sure thing at tight end here. Sure thing this week at tight end, even though one of them has a very difficult matchup. But given what's going on with A.J. Brown, Junu Smith is going to be my sure thing at tight end for the week. Um, I just think that, that, you know, look, Derrick Henry will get his 25, 30 carries in this game. But you take one big number out of the equation in, in the uh, Tennessee Titan offensive attack, and somebody's got to fill that up. You know, they have Adam Humphreys at, at, at the receiver spot and, and Corey Davis. But I think you'll see Juno Smith catch seven or eight balls this week. And the other guy, even though it's a tough, tough matchup, we got one more body down for the New York Jets. Uh, and, it, you know, you can't be shy about putting Chris Herndon out there this week, even though it's against the San Francisco 49ers. That's uh, you know that's 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 a good one yeah I mean that's uh, that's a uh, that's that's very interesting yeah I think uh, I think uh, I think you know you could when it comes to this position you could kind of um, you know you could kind of pick and choose uh, the the players that you like and I think you know you, you could get somebody that's inexpensive at DraftKings that could play really well um, or you know you could you know, find somebody else uh, that's, that's rock solid there. I just think there's so much 
depth at the position uh, as far as um, – as as far as who I I like it uh, I like a tight end this week I'm gonna go to Darren Waller. Um, I thought that you know last week the Saints really didn't cover the tight end position well. Um, they were they you know they 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 were it was a it was a crazy game last week between the Saints and Bucks, but it just looked to me that O.J. Howard was running wide open. Um, you know, Gronk, I just don't think is the same guy, so they were easily able to cover him. So I think in this game, the the strength of the secondary for the Saints um, is quarterback, and I think Darren Waller is going to have a big, big game running all over the middle of the field. So Darren Waller is, is my guy. Uh, as far as sure thing, uh, Chris Herndon, he just figures to get a ton of volume this week against the 49ers. So, um, you know, like him a lot as well. And I'm going to go back and I think, again, a, a tight end that I'm looking is like not even ranked in the top 15 or 20. I'm not sure why, but OJ Howard against that Carolina secondary um and if godwin doesn't play my goodness i I really think he's gonna get a lot of volume and put up big big numbers this week so uh, you know like we've been talking about there's a lot to like and pick and choose from the tight end position this week do you have somebody that's up high ranked early that you know were ranked uh, ranked in the top ten or so, or maybe even higher that you don't necessarily like this week. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagle offense is going to perform well in this game, so I'm, I'm staying away from Zach Ertz. Uh, you know, Dallas Goddard is obviously there as well, uh, but I'm staying away from Zach Ertz. I also think there's some distraction going on with this contract story, so. I don't think it's something that you can minimize. So, so I'm, I'm going to say Zach Ertz is a player I'd stay away from. And the other guy, uh, just because of the matchup, I know he had a great first half, disappeared in the second half as the Tennessee Titan defense made some adjustments. But I, I don't think Noah Font's going to have the, the, the success that he had this past week uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Very interesting. And uh, my guy that, you know, it's tough to say, you know, <laughs> It's tough to you kind of make a bold prediction of the position because, she, you know, something bold would be, well, I think the Chargers are, are going to shut out Travis Kelsey. But that's not going to be the case. I'm not going to give that out just for the sake of giving out. But as far as a guy that I will go against, you know, even though, again, the secondary is terrible, I'm going to go against Jared Cook uh, this week. I think as far as he's concerned, I think without Thomas, I think defense is – I'm going to pay more attention to him. And uh, while I think Sanders will get a lot of value and have the really strong game for the Saints, I'm going to say Jared Cook, who's looking like he may be a top five or six play this week, I'm going to say I'm going to fade him for this week. So uh, that covers at uh, at um, tight end. Is anything I know you're a defensive team specialist for everyone out there who's in leagues and – and uh, I have to put a defense in their fantasy lineup. Is there something, a defense that you think, yeah, that, that could, they could separate themselves from the other defense this week? Yeah, I just think all those top defenses that we kind of talked about coming into the season have some juicy matchups this week. So, 
Pittsburgh, San Fran, Buffalo, I think they're all in a good spot to be successful this week. You should be uh, very happy if you have those defenses for the coming week. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks, who I think looked quick and fast, and, and, and the final score will show that the Saints scored 30-something points, but that was not a legitimate 30-something points. Uh, a pick six, fumbles, bad field position, mistakes, and their defense at times looked really strong. And, uh, you know, uh, so against Carolina, I'm expecting some sacks, some interceptions, uh, some, ha- uh, you know, to, 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 to cause some havoc for that Carolina passing game. And uh, if they get on top of them and they could get a lead, which was something they were not able to do against the Saints, I mean, they had a, maybe an early lead, but. I'm talking about being in control of the game, which they have a real chance of doing, and they could get after the the quarterback. I think you could see a big, you know, a big game from uh, from Tampa Bay's defense. So let's move to the wagering portion of the program. And uh, as far as the wagering goes, uh, you know, you had the Seahawks as your lock of the week, and they kind of cruised. And I liked Arizona getting the points uh, against the 49ers, and they. They won the game outright last week, so have at it. Tell us who you absolutely love this week in the NFL. A very rested Kansas City Chief uh, team will be traveling out to San Diego. San Diego struggled to get by Cincinnati. Um, I uh, see Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Los Angeles. I'm sorry, I apologize, but I, I see this game as being absolutely no no contest. You know, start the buses at halftime. Uh, Thirty-eight to thirteen, Chiefs. 38-13, and I'm going to go with this Sunday night game. I think the Patriots are living a lie at 1-0. and um, It's one thing when you're playing an inept offense, and then it's another when you're going up against Russ Wilson, letting him cook. And uh, unlike that grinded-out offense, you know, grind it out offense that they played against the Dolphins. They are not going to do that this week. They are going to have to score. I think, you know, some of those Patriot players that opted out maybe didn't look like they were missed in week one, but I think they will show that they are missed in week two. So I think the cooking from Russell Wilson is going to continue, and I like the Seahawks pretty big by double digits um, at least over the Patriots. Uh, well, I mean, it's not going to be in triple digits. What I, mean, what I mean by double digits, it'll be at least a 10 or a 14-point victory, in my opinion, for the Seahawks over the Patriots. So, and they're laying – how, how, how many are they laying uh, this week? Is that, is that well, like... They're laying four points to the Patriots. Oh, yeah, and, that, uh, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just think, like, you know, sometimes these point spreads are based on what happened in week one, and I don't know. There's a whole difference between hosting the Dolphins – and playing at Seattle, and it's not like you know. I know the crowd's not going to be there with the noise and all of that, but I don't know. I'm getting the impression this is a you know this is not the old Seahawks team that we're accustomed to seeing. I think this is an offensive show, and uh, I think you're going to have to see Cam Newton throw the ball down the field for the Patriots to keep up in this game. And I'm not quite sure he can do it, and their offense can do it either. Because outside of Edelman, I don't like any of their receivers. So. Um, 
That's my pick, the Seahawks over the Patriots. Uh, yeah, that's that, that, else, <laughs> is that a, is that a wrap for us for week two? I'm going to tell you, Jimmy O, if I told him that uh, line in the game, he said he would call it his uh, – Jimmy doesn't really gamble anymore because he's got a little bit of a problem, but uh, – uh, he would call. He, he would call that his coming out of retirement game. That's what he would say. Um, I'm going to give you one more game. To take, to take who? He, he would take Seattle for sure. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I may have to switch my pick now. Wait, wait, wait. he's actually said that. Or no, no, he hasn't said it. He hasn't said it. He, but I, okay. he he jokes around when something seems like a real sure thing. He says I, that might have to get me out of retirement, sort of thing. So. Uh, no, but no, because it, it, this guy is the last guy you want, you know, saying that he likes the same thing as you do or making the same pick. Because honestly, if this guy says it's going to be warm and sunny, I look to put a scarf, hat, and boots on. This guy is. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Yeah, you don't. You want to be on the. You don't want to be on the same. You know, the same pick as him. So. Uh, I was a little concerned when you said that. So we'll be back, I guess what? Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with the week to wrap up. Is that how we're going to Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's the way it's going to be. And by the way, if, if people have any pressing, if they want some decisions made for them, um, you know, find, find me on TikTok or on Instagram. Um, or like I said, we have an email, guruandwiz at gmail.com. If you need some help on Sunday morning, Send us an email and we'll we'll give you a response. That's the way it works here. That's the way it works. I, I want to mention one other game, uh, Wiz, and, and I'm going to give you a game where the team is a dog and I think they're going to outright win the football game. And okay. I, I am telling you that the Las Vegas Raiders will open up their new stadium with a victory at home against the New Orleans Saints uh, in their first game in Nevada. And in their first game in their new stadium and under a new moniker, I look for the Raiders to win this game. You know I'm on the Raider bandwagon to start with. I love their offensive talent. No Mike Thomas. You're going to see a lot of Josh Jacobs, but you'll see that offense on display as well uh, for the Raiders. I like the Raiders winning this ball game. I think they're getting five and a half points in the game. I like the Raiders winning outright. Let me look at the uh, let me let me look at the point spread in that game. Uh... Yeah, no, that the, the the Monday night game getting six points at home. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to give I guess one home underdog as well, and this is as a wilder pick as maybe people think, especially with the injuries. I think the Jets, <laughs> believe it or not, may win that game against the 49ers. I just don't like what I see from the 49ers, and I know the Jets have injuries, but. I'm really concerned how the 49ers are going to move the ball if Kittle doesn't play in that game because I don't think those wide receivers can get open. Um, and, uh, and I don't know how they're going to move the ball. And I really, really love Mostert. But if he becomes a one-man gang uh, and you could kind of focus on him, they may have trouble moving the ball. And uh, I don't know. I, I think the Jets, I'm not saying they're going to be a better team without Le'Veon Bell, but I don't know. It just looked like there was um, – there's always been tension there, and uh, I think as far as a wild underdog pick, maybe the Jets. It's kind of like I'm, I'm. I have negative views and thoughts on the 49ers this year, so that's going to be my wild one. There's no question that's wild, but uh, you know, uh, Adam Gase they did bring in his boy Kalen Balaj into the mix, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's actually going to yeah. win the game for them, but um, I think the Jets. I think the Jets could hang in there, and uh, 
unlike Buffalo, who has an athletic quarterback and a pair of dynamite receivers, that's not the case with the 49ers. And, you know, the 49ers duo is not going to catch 20 balls, basically, like the you know, the the Bills duo did last week, and uh, they don't have a slot player um, either. So I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the 49ers like uh, like Cole Beasley. So I just think they're gonna they, they may have difficulty moving the ball. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the New York Football J E T S on that one. So um, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. All righty, it sounds great. So that's a wrap, Guru Moose Fantasy Football Podcast. Lots of fun. We covered a lot of material. By the way, this is an early one. The, the, the Drew Sample era could be uh, opening up in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know if Joe Burrow's going to be throwing the ball 60, 60 times a game, but uh, poor uh, C.J. Ozuma has a torn Achilles. <laughs> yeah, and that was brutal, especially uh, Tough. he was having a, a, a fantastic game. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. All righty, Wiz. Good it. stuff. Look forward to the week, and uh, we'll speak next week. Yeah, absolutely.